Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. No Brando today, but due to special circumstances of the opponent we are previewing in the final week of the season uh, we have brought in the unbiased expert the producer seth if you haven't already done it you're going to do it after this one you're going to block him on twitter it's at setoff five s-e-t-a-h five what's up seth it's about to get a whole lot hotter in here brag oh okay how hot about takes. that well, hot takes. Gets, oh hot takes okay well before it gets too hot let's get some of this stuff out of the way uh, again, I'm going to keep reminding you guys until you just you sell us out. Until you sell us out, the website and the store are live. It's at podcast. Or I'm sorry, it's not at podcast, but it's www.podcastleo.com. Uh, that where you can find our Instagram feed. You can find all the other places you can follow us. You can find our Patreon feed. You can also find our store where we have a, uh, one sticker and some t-shirts or a t-shirt design, but a bunch of t-shirts, a bunch of inventory. Go buy them. Pick them up at the tailgate at home games. Get some shots with us. Maybe a beer. You know, whatever else you want. So, there you go. And then uh, next week, starting Monday, we will have a kickoff um, week promo for all merchandise. Big, big, big promo. So, keep an eye out for that. Also, follow us on Instagram. We are halfway to 100. That's embarrassing. Um, Go ahead and get us to 100. Whoever does that. Granted, they're not a bot. We'll win a free T-shirt. So we are at fifty, maybe forty. I got to get you the login, Seth. Maybe I think forty-nine, maybe. Um, whatever it is, Patreon, which I hinted at before. Again, five dollars a month. It's nothing. You guys spend so much money on stupid crap every month. What's another five dollars, right? That gets you twenty percent off merchandise all year round, not just kickoff week. All year, twenty percent off, and you get a free Patreon only LEO podcast sticker. So. Uh, and there will be exclusive player interviews. We have another player interview coming up uh, next week, and it's a good one. It's a good one. Well, I think it's a good one. Seth is super excited about it. Um, there was big news about him, him made today, too. So I don't know. we're not going to give it away, but huge, big, yep. big, big news. So, uh, again, some of these things, as, as they keep coming in, especially during the season, we're not going to give you preview player interview post game for free. I mean, come on. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, uh, but no, at some point you guys should join it. It's going to be some really cool stuff. We'll do some like events and stuff like that, you know, and go from there. We're going to rent out assembly hall thing. Well, no, that, well, that's what I was going to say. We may turn it into a, a, a quote unquote NIL thing. And, you know, we'll show up from across the country and put on, you know, just some real, almost stomach churning events for with you some, guys to come to. Yeah. So, with some unlit cigars dangling from our. Yeah. I don't know. 
Ugh. Yeah, and make players that I respect go through things that happened 13 years ago when their street closed. So, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, let's talk about something even more depressing. It's week 13. It's the bucket game. It's at Purdue. Um, this time it's not on my kid's birthday. I probably still won't be able to go to it, but I'll try. Saturday, November 25th. Time and TV to, to be determined. It's in... I have written down here Poop, Indiana at Poop Stadium. I don't. I must have been in a mood when I made this outline, but it's West Lafayette. Uh, Ross Aid, is that what it's called? That's right. Ross It'll Aid be a Stadium. newly refurbished South End Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where you guys are putting the kids now, students or going down North there? North End Zone. I don't, I don't pay it's attention. South end zone. It's a South End Zone. Are you guys putting the kids down there? No. No? I that's where I the beer. That was the rumor. That's where, the, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe They're not. normally in the North east no i've sat next to him and it was awful oh it, it was not a good choice i just sat in like the iu like right behind the bench and it was not not a good spot was that one of our 76 wins or one of your yes. 42 wins no okay. it was a real d- disappointing win. it was a 2017 i want to say it was 2017 really good team and uh just couldn't quite get it put together until it was too late and yeah missed a bowl because of it so um history lesson on this one he already gave you the all-time record or well, kind of one half of it but we'll get there before last year the this game was uh funny when i went back and re-watched some of it and also went through some of the um box scores so last year iu fell 16 to 30 uh it was a weird game it was dexter was coming off hot off the michigan state win um i wasn't off the michigan's I think it was right off the Michigan State win. So we played Michigan State Purdue back to back again, which is is silly. I want to say that's right. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, he he has just the freak accident with his knee on the second drive offensively, where we are pounding them offensively through the first two drives of the game. Um, you know, outside of a really bad pick six by Basilak mid fourth quarter, I mean the game was ten to seventeen. I mean, Chucky kicks a field goal to make it 10 to 17 early in the fourth quarter. That was followed up by a uh, Chuck Jones bomb. And then we just, you know, just couldn't do anything. Josh Anderson scored real late on a 75, 76 yard drive, literally at the buzzer. Um, and then we just didn't kick the extra point, which I, I'm not sure what the rules are on that. It, it only has to matter. It only has to be kicked if the outcome could play a difference in the game. So if it's a two okay. point game or less. Gotcha. So, I mean, the score probably closer than what the overall game kind of played, but really I use defense played pretty well for the majority of the game um, against a pretty decent offense. But uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, disappointing. If, if Dexter stays in that, that that's going to be a, a heck of a game. I don't know, man, the way that IU was pushing back the, that defense, it may not have been a game at all. Who knows? So, um, okay. Let's move on to the all-time record. He, we got the 76 out of the way. The 76 is for Purdue. Purdue 76, IU 42 with six ties. My fun fact on this one, since 2010, series, six and six. How about that? So, yeah, so there you go. Um all right, let's talk about their coach, Ryan Overrated Walters. All is right. that his name? I bit my tongue on the first part. Come on. 
<laughs> you don't even know. He hasn't played. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. By he's week overrated. 13, by week 13, you'll know whether or not he's underrated, overrated, or rated appropriately. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yes. Well, I think he's overrated right now. So, um, okay. I don't, did I leave these highlighted on yours? No. This next one, the schedule? No. Did I put the little mark before? Is there like a little zinger right before the beginning of the schedule? No. On your outline? Okay. So I've got the schedule up to IU. Oh, by the way, it's Ryan overrated Walter's first season with the team. Zero and zero, zero record. So no wins. Um, so schedule up to IU. Here we go. Got Fresno State at Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Illinois, at Iowa, Ohio State, at Nebraska, Michigan, Minnesota, at Northwestern, and then they finish at home against IU. So a couple notes here. Right, let's go through it real quick. I, I, I can't remember what I had them finishing. Six and six last night. I have them finishing six. I can't say last night because this game, this is going to come out before the season prediction. Mm-hmm. I just screwed all that up. Way to go. Crap. Harp. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm not going to go through this. game by game. I'm yeah, not going to no, let no. them know Don't that. Don't do it. I'm not going to do that. So, um, but I did make this note. The stretch from Wisconsin to Minnesota is brutal. Yeah. I mean, that's tough, dude. There's some games that are coin flips. There are some definite losses in there, but that's tough, man. Really, the whole schedule, I don't know how Fresno State's supposed to look. Have we looked up over-unders on Fresno State before? Fresno State is, right is highly ranked because they're not highly ranked, but highly expected Ooh, because, yeah, because they had the, Ooh. what was it, Jake Hayner last year was their stud quarterback. Yeah, Hayner's nice, dude. Yeah. Do they go game by game on this? They've got Boilermakers opening line. Purdue four and a half points at home. Yeah. Ooh, that's a one and a half point game mm-hmm. right there. That's a tough one to start. And then immediately away at a very hostile place. Which will probably be the exact Virginia. opposite. Yep. Yeah. Probably be plus four and a half. Football. I want to see their schedule. And if they this is the home opener. No, they play Old Dominion, I think, at the first game. And then they have another Big Ten game as well. Is it? They play Rutgers, Rutgers right after yeah. Purdue at Rutgers. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see if they've got the lines on here or not for this. They're fifth. They're only fifteen and a half point favorites against ODU at home. Because ODU is good. Tech, which ODU, ODU beat, is good. ODU beat Virginia Tech. What was it? Two years ago? Last year? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't see any upcoming ones against Purdue yet. I lost some cash on that one. Did you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see. I'm not going to sit here and do all this on the podcast and make you guys listen to this. But one more. Let me look at one more. Um, no, they don't have <laughs> Virginia. No, I can't. It's not it. So there you go. You know, what are you going to do? So, yeah, that stretch from Wisconsin to Minnesota. I'll read it again. Uh, Wisconsin and Illinois at home. Then they go to Iowa. Ohio State at home to Nebraska, to Michigan, Minnesota at home. So really outside of Nebraska, probably, who might be pretty good at home, that's that's pretty brutal. So good luck, as find, I'll say. Find out tomorrow. What's that mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I already gave mine away. 
So, I know. I didn't give away which ones are wins, but I gave it away. So 50,000 foot view, I wrote irrelevant for this team. Seth, I have no rankings written down. Is that, do you agree with that? It doesn't really matter. Oh yeah. It, uh, this is, well, oh goodness. All right. I'll, I'll blow this thing. now. Okay. Okay. Transfer quarterback. Tons of blue chip transfers from SEC and big 12 schools that are supposed to be immediate impact players. But nobody knows. Yeah. Who does that sound like? Who does that sound? It sounds like IU. Yeah. It sounds like IU. So there you go. You know, the only difference is we have an SEC quarterback. You have a future SEC quarterback. Right. So there you go. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk their key players. I wrote down, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Usually I do this on my own. I cheated. And I found, uh, I want to say it was college football news's top 10 players for Purdue. I also do just a little side trick here is I'll go to the preseason all big 10 team and I will pick them off for of those teams. And that's what I'll throw into my key players. We always talk quarterback, which we'll talk about here in just a second. Um, offense really outside of quarterback and Devin Mockaby. If you want to keep believing and drinking that Kool-Aid from the walk on, I'm not super impressed. Um, but maybe Seth can tell us some other things. So let's start with Hudson card, Seth, the red shirt junior transfer from Texas, four-star quarterback coming out of high school, the number five quarterback ranked in the 2020 season. Tell us about Hudson card. Yeah, this guy was the blue chip prospect quarterback coming out. Uh, he went to Texas ultimately was highly sought after by multiple schools has a bit of the prototypical, uh, you know, quarterback build, maybe a little bit more of the college undersized six, two ish, not the pro six, four type has enough mobility to get around is known for having a strong arm. Didn't exactly display that at Texas. So it was more of an inconsistent. I think they were in a situation where they were trying to really push the younger players, uh, whether it was Quinn Ewers uh, last year, and they had a massive battle the year before that. And now they're bringing in Arch Miller. They're, the writing was on the wall that Hudson card wasn't going anywhere. Um, so it made sense that he transfers. He comes to a program that's going to implement an air raid offense, which I don't know if that's Hudson Card's specialty. I have him more as kind of a gunslinging playmaker. I mean, kind of like a watered down Brett Favre. Um, again, yeah. not not the skill level. Uh, don't don't miss keep it in but, your pants and keep the camera. Away no, 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 no. I'm not saying like oh. talent level. I'm just saying like oh, kind yeah. of an undersized like scrambler outside the pocket keeps plays alive, does just enough to keep drives going and get, put coin, points on the board without turning it over. Um, which was the best version of Brett Favre. Um, th I'm not saying they're, <laughs> I'm not saying they're identical players of, or talent levels. Um, so there's a lot of optimism around there. And then we also brought in this guy from Arizona state that I totally forgot about. whose name is like Benedict Bennett Meredith or something like that. And he's apparently this, uh, kind of a pinpoint accuracy guy. Um, so at least there's some depth behind Hunter Hudson card as he has had some injury troubles in the past. So you definitely have to make sure the QB two situation is locked down. Yeah. And he played, he played with some big time talents in Texas. I mean, yeah. Oh, right. Their, their I'm offense was predicated. Why he played. Well, the offense was year. predicated around Bijan Robinson and my um, blank uh, Roshan Johnson, who's with the bears. Okay. So, 
So 69% completion percentage last last year, 928 yards passing, six touchdowns, one interception. Quinn Ewers was the starter and got hurt and knocked out. So Hudson came in as a, in relief. But he, and these aren't against, you know, doormats. One of them was against Alabama where he played really well. Um, I can't remember some of the other games, but bigger, higher level. I think the worst one was against Texas Tech, and they lost that game. I believe so. Um, so I, I think he played four games, had that those stats in those games, so pretty good. And and from what I'm what we've heard out of spring and fall ball, it's been been pretty impressive. So yeah, the, the same uh, way that you're getting Jackson highlights, we're getting card highlights. Yeah. I mean, it's oh my yeah. god, can you believe this? Oh, look at the. Look at the you know pinpoint accuracy and precision timing on this route. Yeah, well, we're not getting Jackson highlights. That's the difference. Oh uh, well. Oh, speaking speaking of that, as of today, we do have a starting quarterback. Nobody knows. Nobody's gonna. Know. Oh yeah, the uh, the mysterious knows. named starter. Yeah, we know who it's sense. not, right? Who's that? Well, we know it's not Dexter because he won't be on the field till what well, October? Won't be Dexter. It's yeah. Maybe late September, early October. It's not Blaze. It's be- it's between Brendan and and Taven. So, so we'd have to expect. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I I'd be without knowing anything. I would be surprised if it's not Taven Jackson. And I love Brendan Sorsby, but I would be surprised if it's not Taven. But we'll see. I will be okay with whoever it is. I love Brendan Sorsby. I have his shirt. I have his NIL shirt. So there you go. All right, let's talk running back real quick. Devin Maccabee, former walk-on. Is he? Does he have a scholarship now? I believe so. I think that was one of uh, overrated coaches' uh, first moves as a as a head coach was giving him a, a scholarship. There you go. Twenty twenty two honorable mention All Big Ten last year. Just a shade under a thousand yards. You know, had he actually run the ball any better against IU, he may have gotten to a thousand yards. Nine rushing touchdowns, five yards per carry. He had thirty-two grabs as well uh, for two hundred seventy-four yards. Yeah, go ahead. Look at his game log. He didn't have any major carries until what was at week five or six. So also, before you start to say too much of a negative, remember that's in a limited action too. Okay, whatever you have to do, that's fine. Uh, the star you, wide receiver same thing for your players. You know it. <laughs> The star wide receiver uh, this year is not the usual star wide receiver that we're used to, I think, at, at Purdue. So uh, last year, he's coming back after leading, uh, not leading, sorry, third on the team in receptions with, and then 840 yards, which is not a bad season receiving the ball on 46 catches. Granted, that's all they pretty much did was throw the ball for a while with a good, accurate quarterback. Um, I feel like he's been there for 42 years, Seth. Yeah, he is a redshirt senior. I believe he has an extra at least one more year of eligibility under uh, remaining if he wants it. He is he's kind of been the jackknife the last two guys who's kind of mixed in, done some kick returns, punt returns, been the third or fourth receiver. Being the main receiver this year is going to be a little bit of a stretch for him. The compliments around him aren't necessarily the Charlie Jones, uh, you know, the oh, God, why am I blanking on? Uh, David Bell, definitely not Rondale Moore. Uh, they do have some depth behind him and Mershon Rice. Uh, they have a really nice transfer from Florida Atlantic named Jamal uh, Adreen. And I've always been big on Abdur Rahman Yassin. Um, and then they have a couple prospects as well that are worth looking at who may develop into players. Um, but I really think that the most 
uh, you know, TJ Sheffield is the guy who has any kind of real pedigree or stats returning. So he's, of course, going to be the highlight. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. It's time to talk about their only preseason Big Ten player from the second team, 2023 center Gus Hartwig out of Zionsville, Indiana. Uh, pretty sure his recruitment was down to IU or Purdue at the mm-hmm. end. Has turned out to be pretty solid. He should be playing next year, I believe. Um, you know what's funny? And I don't know how credible the two sites were that I was looking at, but uh, he's nowhere near draft boards. Which right. Is weird. Um, I have him as one uh, B uh, as the, you know, tied for the top center in the big 10. He will okay. be, uh, he will be on the big 10. Well, provided he's healthy, he has had some injury issues in the past. Um, so health is going to be a big concern for him. He's another guy who could come back next year if he wants to, he's a true senior. Um, I think his biggest issue is, is is health he has size he's about six three about 295 which reminds me a lot of a guy you might remember ryan hardwick who was a long time mm-hmm. center for the chargers uh, another purdue guy um, so he has that kind of pro build um his his real knock is is kind of the injury bug and can he remain consistent health wise uh over a 13 uh 12 or 13 game slate so correct me if i'm wrong but really outside of Hartwig, the line on the offense and the line really based off of what I've written down on the defense seem to be the weak points on Uh, the team. uh, uh, uh. Okay. So this is where it's all like, so where you guys get super jazzed about the transfers and like the prospects that you guys have coming up, this is our like, Oh my God, you won't believe this. Um, the the other the transfers that we got Jalen Grant and Daniel Johnson are supposed to be plug and play immediate guys. Uh, Musa and Mbo uh, were uh, were two guys who started a lot of the year as redshirt freshmen last year. Um, so they have a ton of experience and a ton of upside. What so line are we talking about? That's offensive, Deep. offensive line. Yeah, okay. and the defensive line. Uh, Jeffrey Mba, who's a, a, a transfer from Auburn by way of Indy Community College. Uh, Cole Brevard, who is, I believe, Carmel, then Penn State, now back to Purdue. And then Malik Langham, who played at Florida and another SEC school, Vanderbilt, I believe. So you like the same stuff you guys get jazzed about, of like, oh my God, we got this guy co- you know, coming in from Texas. We got this guy coming in from Mississippi. We have those exact same like rah-rah guys who are supposed to be uh, our hype machines. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to be. Well, okay, hype machines are fine. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're, okay. yeah, they're, they're supposed to be guys who are going to improve the program as a whole. Okay. Well, let's talk about the three guys I still have uh, listed on defense. Um, seems to be really the, the defensive backfield, like the back of the defensive backfield. So the safety position is is definitely probably on paper the strongest. Uh, but the guy in the middle, I'm assuming, or is he no, an outside he's, guy? He, yeah, he's an outside edge guy. Hydron Jenkins, uh, 2022 honorable mention all Big Ten. Not a big tackle guy. 32 total tackles, eight tackles for loss, four sacks, a Force fumble and a blocked kick. Uh, what is what does he do? Yeah, he, he's he's a prototypical edge guy. He's a compliment. He's not an every down player. 
So he's a real third down effective guy. He was a rotational guy last year. Uh, Nick Carraway, he's changed his name. His name is now like Nick Scrouton. Uh, he's 6'4", 280. He's our other edge. Just a ton of size, and they're really good rotational players. Gotcha. Uh, and then the two guys I mentioned in the back, um, Cam Allen, who I also wrote down, has been there for 42 for years. Uh, 2022, third team, all Big Ten, 49 tackles from the safety position, one and a half for loss. Two fumble recoveries, three interceptions, also blocked a kick. Um, this is a guy that I thought would have probably been the highest rated NFL player on your team. He is nowhere near draft boards. No, he's one of those um, guys who played as a freshman and has really, uh, the more exposure, more playing time he's got, the less impressive he's been to NFL scouts. That's not to say yeah. he's been bad as a player. It's just that uh, I think they're starting to realize that his, ta- his talent may not translate exactly to the lo- next level. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was either last year or the year before he was getting a ton of love and, mm-hmm. and just maybe should have gone out. But we'll see. The other guy is Sanusi Kane. Is that right? Yeah. Sanusi Kane, the other the other safety, 2022, much better stats than Cam Allen. Led the team in tackles with 72, um, which seems low. I mean, you guys must rotate uh, yes. a ton of players. Just like you guys. Four and a half year. tackles for loss, one sack, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. Um, what about him? Freak athlete. He's the guy who's a combination of everything. Hasn't really put it together to have that magical season yet. Uh, the 72 tackles is a hell of a lot. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you'd expect a little bit more playmaking from him. He just had the two forced fumbles and a sack last year. Um, no you'd want, from you'd want him to put some more interceptions on the board um, because he's the type of guy who can get downhill and turn a, a pick into six pretty quick. Yeah. Anybody else on defense that we missed? You know, another OC or corner. Yeah. OC Brothers. He's the middle linebacker. He transferred in from Auburn last year. He played weak side. Now he's moving into the middle. He's very undersized, probably about 5'10, 195, 205 pounds. Oh, uh, he may have gotten bigger. I haven't seen any pictures of him, um, but he's a thumper. He's fast and he is the SEC, you know, kind of what you, what you're, you come to expect from kind of an undersized SEC linebacker. All right. Anybody that we left off the list that you want to talk about? I've damn near named all of them. How much more can I go? Okay. All right. I mean, I I tune you out whenever you start <laughs> talking, but that's fine. All right. Key matchups. Um, I'll, I'll do mine real quick, and then we'll we'll get to yours because yours will be more in depth. I think it's I use ability to pressure card. I do oh. think that outside of really, I I don't even want to say outside of Sheffield. I don't. See, and now, granted, I'm not totally familiar with the transfers. I don't see anybody being an incredible matchup issue. There's not that giant tight end that's really athletic on the team this year. There's not any wide receiver that shouldn't be a decent matchup for the corners. So if we can pressure the the younger court, not really younger, but I would say definitely inexperienced. He's got experience mm-hmm. and he's got experience in a good league. But if you can pressure him, you've, that's the only way you're really going to get him to do anything especially at its 70% clip that he had last year. So, And then my other one was run, run, run. Just keep running the ball. You're on the road. The best thing you can do on the road is control the clock the best that you can. And the best way to do that is by running the football. And I think that with what we would most likely consider probably the biggest weakness of all on the offense last year in the offensive line, sure does seem to have turned a corner in the offseason. Um and may end up being a decent strength on offense this year. So if we can control the line of scrimmage, run the football, 
control the clock, have a decent balanced offense. Um, I think those are the two keys for IU to get out with a W. I think you're spot on. I think one of the things that that really echoed to me that you you mentioned is uh, Purdue is not going to use their receivers to out explosive or or just run by or outsize your your cornerbacks or DBs. It's really going to be a scheme uh, system where they're really trying to get to a spot uh, or leverage a specific you know blocking scheme. Uh, to their advantage. Um, so I definitely think that's a great idea there. Um, I was looking at it the opposite side of the ball where I was, where the one area where Purdue is replacing their entire backfield as a cornerback, our top three uh, guys, was it Mackie Reese Taylor and uh, Trice uh, all, all moved on. Uh, we're completely replacing the cupboard is absolutely bare there. Um, so you'd expect I use wide receivers to, to have a clear and uh, obvious advantage in that situation. Um, so you would, you know, from Purdue side, you know, you'd want to limit them and, and avoid those same explosive plays that, that, you know, I don't really expect Purdue to have uh, on the yeah. offensive side. Is this going to be another, now I don't think you know too much about the offensive coordinator. I maybe yet, but um, you know, with, with the, profile of the wide receivers do you expect it to be more like maybe two years ago when it's not so explosive with chucky jones like it was last year where it's more of the a lot of slant games and kind of beating you up with a 65 70 percent clip uh throwing the football i expect a lot of sideways routes okay so a lot of a lot of western kentucky a lot of a lot of screens, a lot of slants, a lot of in routes, you know, a lot of, you know, two guys go in, one guy goes out kind of thing and try to create natural mm-hmm. picks. Um, I don't think our air raid offense is, is, a, is a deep, you know, downfield air raid offense. I, I really think it's more of that Western Kentucky style that you're you've seen the last couple of years. Oh, just. Yeah, I know. Good. Good luck. Worst. Enjoy that. Uh, they're supposed yeah. to be the, the thing that kind of upsets me is um, the offensive line is geared for is, is built to be a power run offense. If you look at the size of some of these mollies, you know, they're six, yeah. six, five, three hundred plus guys. Um, so you'd expect them to, to run the ball a lot. And I would expect, as we talked about, Gus Hartwig to be a big part of that. Um, so him against the IU interior lineman, uh, I said before, he's probably the best when healthy center in the conference. Uh, he's vital for calling the pass protections and establishing the run game. And so if he's five yards down the field uh, on most plays, IU is going to be giving up a lot of rushing yards. Um, but then again, <laughs> what pisses me off is their offense may completely negate that on their own. And now all of a sudden, Gus Hartwig is running sideline to sideline trying to clear out, uh, you know, scrawny little cornerbacks on on little yeah. dink routes here and there. But yep, whatever, we'll find him, out. I just imagined him pulling 25 yards to his right yeah. to go take out Jojo Johnson on a on a wide receiver screen or something. Yeah. All right. You'll, you'll yeah, you'll you'll know how I feel about that pretty pretty quickly on. <laughs> All right. Well, no Brando's bets uh, since he's not here. So now let's get back to the show. Brando's Rando's not available. So Seth, is your sack full? I've got some. Stuff? I've got some stuff in my sack. Let's do this. Let's talk about Indiana's running culture real quick. Uh, we just spent some time with some Indiana running culture people, and oh, let me tell you about their good. culture. <laughs> they get they can drink huh? they get dog ass drunk stay oh, up yeah. till three o'clock in the morning and then mm-hmm. go on 18 mile fun runs at 7 30 in yes. what 85 degree appalachian heat yeah humid 
Mm-hmm. So you may want to question their sanity, but it is a culture regardless. And these people, uh, they have rights, you know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we love them, uh, but they are they are borderline insane. So um, <laughs> power to them. All right. Let's yeah, talk. Good dudes. Good dudes yeah. Let's but talk. Maybe learn how to make a frozen pizza. Don't just put it back into the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about embarrassing things here. Um, I have to talk about how uh, how pathetic this Jim Harbaugh thing is one more time. Okay. So, so okay. Hold on. Hold on just a second. And this may get me in trouble. But apparently one of the Ohio State guys from Big Banter. Yes. Went off. Yes. On it. I but, don't want to. Well, I'm not going that far. No, 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 no. Okay. I just. Can we just say how pathetic it is that they impose a self ban of four games against these dog and pony, you know, as my dad would call them, uh, the sisters of the poor schools or the yes. blind, the yes. blind, deaf and dumb Classic. schools. Basket weed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Central where, Connecticut State Christian. Yeah. Where yeah. they major in basket underwater basket weaving. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's laughable. And so the NCAA says, nah, uh, 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 you know, and they're feckless in their own way. Don't get me started about, you know, that uh, nonprofit organization. Um, but <laughs> so so they throw out the four game ban. And so you're like, oh, maybe it's because it's it's not hefty enough. Maybe we need to have some more teeth to it. Make it against four teams that actually matter and not Bowling Green, UNLV. Oh, my God, I'm going to get these right. Eastern Carolina and. Mm-hmm. maybe Rutgers or somebody like that. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. Don't like, make like make it be in the middle of the season or something where it might actually affect something. Um, but I no, something. Wh- what did they come back with Bragg? Three game, three, three we game. We can't risk it. It was Rutgers. It's Rutgers at home. So actually they're all four at home just to be very yes. clear. All four at home. So the following two games on the road. So not, so I'm not going to go on some long, elongated rants about this. I just want to point out how absolutely silly this is. And even the pretend punishment that they're getting is ridiculous. All right, let's get into something fun. You and I and and Brandon recorded an episode that will be released the next day. Um, so we've already talked about this a little bit. I want to talk about, can I get a final four prediction from you this is the last year of the college football final four playoff i know you've started looking at end of season prognostications can you give i'll give you my final four while you think about it i have a look at the top 25 real quick okay i'll buy you some time here i have georgia um i think alabama's down here i think georgia has the best chance and until they prove me wrong, I'm going to go ahead and pencil them in for a spot. I think the Big Ten gets two teams in at the least. Uh, I think Ohio State and Michigan both get in. Um, and then my big debate is I think Penn State also ends up just on the periphery of the top five. And I think the cowards that are the CFP put in 11 and two Clemson over an 11 and one Penn state team. So I have Georgia, Ohio state, uh, probably Clemson. I'll pencil them in at three, uh, and Michigan at four. Okay. I've got it. By the way, Clemson preseason 14th. 
just so you know. Big Will Shipley fan. Okay, here we go. You ready? I don't. I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to pick Georgia. I didn't want to either. I want to think that they're going to have like maybe the only other team I could really pick is Alabama. I could. Alabama doesn't get me excited either. I know, but I could reach. I could reach and grab some LSU and bring Mm. it in. I just don't know if that offense. Brian Kelly is disgusting human being. Going to do that enough. So I'm going to stay with Georgia. Number two, Penn State. Love it. Number three, Washington. Wow. Number four, Michigan. Okay. So you think Washington upsets USC? Dude, it could go. It could go down. What they'd have to beat them this set. I just played it out in my head. Think. think about this. A Washington. Well, it wouldn't work at that. So give me Washington at four. A Washington Penn State National Championship. Penix versus Penn State again for the title. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Well, well, that's going to be Tell ruined. Me how many times we'd see the stretch? Yeah, but that'd be ruined because a uh, Spartan Wire has Michigan State, you know, just demolishing Washington. Oh, so. My God. You guys, listen, just listen to us, please. Let me do all the research on those terrible, terrible blogs. Do not read anything, because I'm pretty sure this these people have them beating IU by 30-something. Yeah. Um, and it's insane to me. And they're, they're affiliated with the USA Today. Yes, and I know, and I, we can't get credentials. You know what? I never <laughs> did email that guy. I probably should email that guy, huh? Yeah, please. Yeah, remind me tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> My goodness, these guys. Okay, do you have anything else? No, that's it. That's it. This is going to be the quickest preview pod and probably one of the most important games. Okay, well, you're by yourself now. Yep. Brandon seems to hate this section, so we're going to do it. Uh, Brandon hates anything that's not 100% about him. We know this. Yeah, Everybody probably. knows this. Or that's how talent or, is. Or the Steelers, yes. So uh, there's five numbers. Okay, oh, God. Five numbers. Some of these I don't expect you to get both sides of the oh, ball. Oh, God, we're going to have doubles. Okay, okay. Yeah, some of them you should be pretty easy. I have closed my roster with... and I've closed my outline, so I can't cheat. Okay. Well, it's it's not. Is it on your outline? I didn't take it off. Yeah, you didn't take it off, but I I took it off. I deleted it a while ago. I don't remember what they were. Number five. Dexter Williams. Mm -hmm. And I guess Andre Carter, but I think he's one. No, he's he's one. This guy is a redshirt junior transfer from Texas Tech. No idea. Brother on the team. Mm -hmm. Cornerback Kobe Miner. Oh, and his brother's yes. from UTEP. Yeah. Brothers from UTEP. That's right. I can't remember his brother's first name. I just remember the minor fr- the minor minor. Minor minor. Yep. Okay. Number nine. Only on defense. Junior transfer from another school in that same state. From Texas. The only name I can think of is Raheem Lane. 
No. <laughs> Lane was never number nine. I know. Wasn't he like 17, um, I think? <laughs> he was 17. Yeah. And now he's playing pretty well for the Chargers. Uh, oh, but um, number nine is cornerback Jameer Johnson, mm. junior transfer from Texas. Number 17. Now, you've seen this guy a lot in spring highlights. The number one rated junior college transfer, redshirt junior from, I think he went to Indy and uh, came from Old Dominion, a cornerback, Tyreek McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Tyreek McDaniel, late transfer ad, I think, or kind of mid of the transfer ads there. Tyreek McDaniel, number 17. You'll see him. You'll see him. He's a corner. He's big. He's kind of tall. Or he's a safety, sorry. But he's he's kind of a tall guy. He looks really good. You've, you've seen him at a decent amount of spring highlights. Or not spring highlights, fall camp highlights. Um, this one I gave away yes, or in the in the pod we recorded yesterday. I gave the number away for the player. Let's see if you can get it. You're definitely not going to get it on offense. The, the number is 25. On offense, it's running back Daniel Weems. He's yeah. a walk-on nope. transfer from Indiana Wesleyan. Nope. Um, on defense, it's Amari this Farrell. is a safety. Yes, there yep. it is, Amari Farrell. You, yeah. Safety Husky redshirt freshman from Lake City, Florida. Um, and Which, this one should be easy. Okay. Number 26. That's our boy, friend of the pod, Josh Randolph. And it's okay. No, nope, sorry. No, nope. oh shit. I screwed oh, you it up. You just accidentally nailed defense. I did. You just, you I was going to say, he's the guy who I can't remember if he's a Randolph or a Rudolph. He's a Rudolph. Okay. So it's Josh Henderson. And then yes, the name I was off. blanking on. It was Josh Randolph, Rudolph, Rudolph, Rudolph. Yeah. See, damn it. I was close. Now you've got me questioning it. <laughs> now you got me questioning it. I know for a fact it's Josh Rudolph, but I got to make sure here. Hold on. <laughs> Josh Rudolph. Yeah. It's Josh Rudolph football. There he is. He's right there. And I got to see what he's football PFF. Let's see where he's at. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find the... What, he was number two in the Big Ten? He's number two in something, PFF. Uh, for most efficient Rankings. linebacker, I believe. Yeah. There it is. Highest graded Big Ten linebackers. Yeah. Number three. Sorry, he was number three, Josh Rudolph. Um, number four is Aaron Casey. You've got Jong uh, Meta in Jong Meta from Wisconsin, number one. Tommy Eichenberg, number two from Ohio State, and then the, both of the IU boys at three and four. Do you so, know what the Austin P uh, mascot is? Okay, now you're gonna you're gonna try to trick me here. They are the Clarksville, Tennessee, I believe. They are the oh goodness, I can see the dude. He's got like a top hat on. Hello. Hello, governor. Yeah, the governors. That's right. <laughs> Holy cow, dude! What a mascot. The governors. That's cool, dude. All right, all right, all right. Is that it? We're That's done? it. Yeah, that was quick, man. Forty-three minutes. Look at that. Be sure to check out our pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. They're all at the same handle. It's Podcast Leo. We do this for your convenience. Now, you do us a favor and follow us on all of those platforms, please. Be sure to check out our new partner. They're at Big Banter Sports. They did the same. They don't like us as much as they like you, but follow them. Um, for all the latest updates involving 
our podcast, as well as the other 13 crappy football teams around the conference. Um, be sure to download, rate, review, follow on all of our platforms. Just do it. If you haven't done it, it takes 30 seconds of your day. I don't condone you doing it while driving. Pull over, turn on your hazards, and just do it. 30 seconds. Five stars. Say whatever else you want to say after that. Say, these guys suck. But give us five stars. And uh, subscribe to it and download. Do all that fun stuff. And then uh, guess what, guys? You can join us next time when we interview a player. I was going to say when we talk about Ohio State, which is what I said at the end of yesterday's podcast, which comes out on Friday. And that doesn't make any sense anymore. (laughs) Dang it. I'm not recording it, not re-recording it. No. Uh, But yeah, just do that. Yeah, you guys will figure it out. Until then, love you guys. Elio. Elio. He said it on a Purdue preview podcast. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.